Today it's Texas Motor Speedway, and it has been Kevin Harvick's playground as of late. Drivers, start your engine! We're back to racing. I was a little bit loose in third. Now I'm a little bit tight in the center. Car's vibrating pretty bad. Look at Eric Almarola fly by the four of Kevin Harvick for the lead. He might be out of gas. Martin he Trish is Jr. out of gas, guys. So Blaney's going to get the win of stage number one. It's his second stage win. Back of the car just came around. Great save. 48 and in the, the 48 fence. Hard into the heart. Hard into the wall, and the caution will come out. 95 cars wrecking sideways. And he will see the green and white checkered flag again. It's the second time now that Blaney has swept both stages. Loose up the racetrack. And the 22 almost into him. He has to check up. They all check up behind him. And the four almost got in the 22. Now the three wide. And around goes the 18. He catches the 19. Martrex Jr. into the wall. Hammond drives it in deep. Going to move up the racetrack. Take the groove away from Brad. Looks like Ty lost the back of his car up the racetrack into the side of William Byron. William's going to hit the fence, 13 into the wall. The double zero. Looks like a lot of damage there to Quinn Howe. Now a huge advantage to those cars that stayed on the racetrack. On the 11s around, Denny Hamlin with damage. Also the 88, oh, 11 of Denny Hamlin spinning through the grass in the front stretch. Another caution. He's going to win at Texas. Austin Dillon gets the win. Track Smack with Don Hall. Smackcast. Hey everyone, this is Mike Haig from Race Day San Antonio, and welcome back to another edition on TrackSmackRadio.com. Today's show is called the Smackcast Edition, and we are going to bring you the results and highlights of what happened at Sunday's O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 at Texas Motor Speedway. First off, I'd like to thank Jake Young from Texas Motor Speedway for providing us the opening sound that you heard there in the opening of the show. So thank you guys for sending us that. Now, did you catch the race this past weekend at Texas? It was a good one. Austin Dillon held off a hard-charging field. He held the field off three different times on restarts in the closing laps to earn his first NASCAR Cup Series victory of the 2020 racing season. He did it at Sunday's O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 race at Texas Motor Speedway. Now, it was a 1-2 finish for the Richard Childress Racing Team with Dillon's rookie teammate Tyler Redrick finishing a mere .149 seconds behind Austin Dillon at the finish line. Not bad for a silver spoon kid, right? <laughs> I'll take that. Gotta thank everybody at RCR, ECR, Bass Pro Shops. And uh, Tyler Reddick, you raced me clean. One, two for RCR. This is big coming, man. We've had good cars all year. Justin Alexander, my whole crew. I got my baby Ace back home with my wife. Uh, I love him so much. Man, I don't know. I'm just so happy. Thank God. What is the significance for RCR? They started the day asking you about the cut line. Now you're above the cut line and in the 2020 playoffs. Tell you the truth, uh, means a whole lot just for the family, for everybody, all of our partners. Truthfully, I'm out of breath right now. I'm about to go down. I need a drink. That was fun. <laughs> well, how about beating the best in the business? Three straight restarts you had to do. You had to earn this one, Austin. Yeah, I had to change it up a couple times. The cars wouldn't roll back. I'm going to let it go. Yeah, definitely had to earn it, and I changed it up. I waited the, the second one, and I went on the last one, so it worked out for me good. Perfect. 
Now, before the Texas green flag, Dillon was 24 points outside NASCAR Cup Series playoff top 16, and now the Texas winner has an automatic berth into the NASCAR playoffs. This victory was his third career victory, with other trophies coming in the 2017 Daytona 500 and NASCAR's longest race, the 2018 Coca-Cola 600 that was held at Charlotte Motor Speedway 88 races ago. Now, once again, Tyler Rederick finished second in the race. His runner-up finish was a career best for the former two-time NASCAR Xfinity Series champion in the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, it was about strategy um, in our Cat Oil and Gas Chevrolet. We uh, we had good speed in our in our Chevrolet ZL1 1LE, but uh, we just couldn't get our Camaro back in contention after we uh, took right sides. It really shifted the balance of our Camaro, and that just put us behind, and we had to catch a few brakes. Some cars got collected in carnage. We avoided, but... Um, can't ask for much more than what we got there. Uh, me and my teammate on the front row there, the last couple of restarts. And, uh, you know, he's done this a little bit longer than I have, and I'm a little rusty. <laughs> I haven't been on the front row in a while, and uh, he just snookered me those times. Kyle was doing a really good job of pushing me, but um, that last one I put us in a big deficit and just couldn't get back out of it. Was it going through your mind, I really, really want this, but, man, this is my teammate, and this looks good to uh, RC? Well, I knew it was going to be important. There was one restart I probably could have put him, uh, went to his inside. I just wanted it to be between us. I didn't want to, you know, bring other cars into it, uh, make sure that we could buy, fight it out. We just got the restarts that kept giving us opportunities. Unfortunately, um, we just couldn't get it done today. But hats off to the three, all those guys. They were working hard. And um, it gets one RCR Chevrolet into the uh, to the playoffs. And now we're below the cut line. we got to keep fighting. If we can keep running like this, we won't have to worry about points, hopefully. Congrats on a strong run. And there you go. That's what Tyler Redrick had to say after the race. Now, Team Penske driver Joey Logano finished third. Reigning NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch was fourth, who's still looking for his first victory of the 2020 season. And then NASCAR Cup Series points leader Kevin Harvick, he finished fifth. Here's what Logano, Busch, and Harvick had to say after the race. I couldn't believe it. I thought uh, when they did feel only um, and we were sitting fourth, I'm like, we got them. Uh, those two cars were uh, okay during the day, but they weren't, you know, spectacular by any means. And um, I thought, boy, we're going to win this race. And uh, we just needed 15 laps to get off the splitter down in three and four. That was the problem. Uh, and by the time I got to that point, the race was over. So um, congratulations to those guys. Great call, um, you know, by both RCR cars. But um, overall, I'm proud of uh, what our Shell Penzo 4 team did today. Um, you know, we've been a little bit off on these 550 tracks. It's not a secret. And um, I thought today, uh, finishing second in the second stage and then uh, a third overall with a shot at winning is, is progress. So that's what we need to do, uh, build a little momentum. Um, it's things not to win. I'm looking at victory lane with the fire, and it's super cool, but, uh, hey, it's progress, so we'll keep moving. Everybody keeps calling that fire super cool, but I know how hot it is down there. You do, too, because you've been there before. How was the heat in the cockpit today? Nothing. I got Nothing? It. I had plenty of Coca-Cola. I was good to go. <laughs> I don't know. Just um, Early on in the day, the, the first stage, the Interstate Batteries Camry was good, had some good speed. We led a little bit. The 12 was really, really fast, and so we could kind of hang with him. Uh, but once we got more cars around us and more traffic situations, it just became more and more ill-handling for us. And uh, the rest of the day, we just kind of kept going backwards. But then got the shot through the grass, and that killed the front end. Hard to tell by the naked eye that there was anything wrong, but it was definitely not right after that. And we just kept trying to free it up and uh, and get the splitter back down to the ground somewhat to, to finish it out and get a good finish. And fortunately, we got that, um, but still not not even close. A uh, long ways to go. I can't believe you could still drive. How did you drive that after hitting the grass like that and bending that splitter? KFB. Yeah, you know, the cars were just so bad in traffic. Ours was, anyway. Our Mobile One Ford Mustang 
guys did a good job of putting us in position and doing all the things that we needed to try to, to we got in a wreck there and had to fix the car and put tires on it and the tires just didn't mean anything you parked them you know a couple of slower cars out there and nobody could pass them so just really proud of our um, mobile one ford mustang guys for the day and, and all the fight that they had in them and got a got a top five out of it always want to win here but is what it is. Well, you were in the middle of that wreck. You mentioned it. How in the world did you wind up not getting as much damage as you as you could have? Um, I just closed my eyes, honestly. <laughs> uh, I couldn't see anything because the 22 and the 12 were checked up, and I was right on them. So I was just trying not to get run over them, and then I got hit in the side, and luckily there wasn't much damage, but it was pretty wild. And there you go. That was Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick. Now, Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, and Eric Amarola rounded out the top 10. Blaney led a race best 150 of the 334 laps and swept the opening two stages, but it marks the second time he's led at least 100 laps at Texas and didn't get to collect the prize trophy. Now, with his 11th top five finish, Kevin Harvick now leads the NASCAR Cup Series point standings by 91 points over Ryan Blaney, who is sitting in second. Ten drivers have now clinched playoff bursts with victories leaving six positions open with eight races remaining to set the 16 driver postseason field now the nascar cup series next race will be at kansas speedway that'll be held on thursday night 7 30 p.m eastern time on nbcsn you can also hear it on mrn or listen to it on sirius xm nascar radio now next up on today's smackcast we have the post-race driver interviews with joey logano tyler rhetoric winning car owner richard childress winning crew chief justin alexander and race winner austin dillon first up Here's Joey Logano, and here's what he had to say to the media after the race on Sunday. All right. We've now been joined by Joey Logano, who finished third in today's NASCAR Cup Series race at Texas Motor Speedway. Joey, we appreciate you joining us. Um, We're going to go ahead and roll straight into questions, and we will take our first question from Jeff Gluck. Jeff, go ahead with your question. Joey, uh, we caught a little bit of what you were saying to uh, Tyler there when he first walked up. Did you say that you couldn't believe that they, they were able to stay up there after they didn't take tires? Is that what you are saying? Could not believe it. Could not believe it. I was uh, pretty certain when I was fourth on a little bit newer tires. Well, a lot newer tires. I think they had 50 laps on their tires. And um, I thought, man, they're sitting ducks. I got them. And uh, boy, just on the splitter too hard. Uh, for the first 15 laps, and and that's a that's the tough part about Texas here. You, you know, one and two, you want the splitter down. Three and four, you're all over the splitter, and you're trying to get off it um, with the banking and the added load. So that was a, a big challenge today for us. We were able to, um, you know, kind of get through it the best we could, but um, not not good enough. So uh, proud of um, what our Shell Penzel team did today, um, scoring uh, stage points in the second stage, second place, and having a shot to win. These 550 races have been super hard uh, for us lately. We've been a little bit off, so uh, glad to have a solid run that we ran up in the front all day and then, uh, you know, have a shot to win. So um, hindsight 2020, what we would have done different to, to try to win it, uh, what those guys did, but man, um, congratulations to them. They, they deserve it. They, they made the right call and, um, and executed the restarts great, so um, we couldn't do anything with them. So how, how do you view it, though, like when you know, obviously, it's, we're used to track position being so important, right? But when tires really just don't even wear, as a competitor, I mean, how do you how do you view that situation? Tires too good. Tires way too good. This is the same tire as Kentucky. The tire wears. It, it wears. It wears down to the cords. It does not slow down. 
Uh, and, and that's, you know, they noticed that and made the calls to do that, uh, which you've seen other people do that throughout the day at times too. So, um, but the, you know, the, ultimately they made the right call because they, they realized that and um, the tire is like a, <laughs> it never slows down. You know, heat may affect it here and there. Balance can make you slow down a little bit, but for the most part, once you get clean air, you can run the same speeds as you do early in the run. Actually faster because I was stuck on the splitter for 15 laps at uh, about 20 laps. My car would finally get going. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Dustin Albino. Dustin, go ahead. Yeah, Joe, you mentioned how the 550 uh, package has been tough. Uh, just your second top five since the resumption of the season. I'm curious, where would you assess where you're at right now? That was a progress today. Um, you know, I would say we were uh, a little bit of a lost puppy <laughs> before before the last couple of races, but I thought Kentucky, we showed speed. Once again today, we showed speed. Very similar racetracks, very similar setups, but um, we showed that we had cars that were capable of winning with the racing areas happening and uh, could run in the top two or three. Um, so that's progress to me, um, that, that we ran well. Our pit stops have been great. Uh, really, it's just been the speed that we, we've been lacking, and uh, we've made a good step to where we're in contention to win again, uh, like we were early in the year. So um, you asked me that two weeks ago. I, I wouldn't even know how to answer it because I don't really know where to start. Um, but now I think we're finding some answers and some clues to start uh, you know, getting back to what we're used to seeing out of the 22. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Luis Torres. Go ahead. To follow up what Dustin was saying, just – if just how this hiatus has been challenging for you guys, especially coming out of there with a Valley of Top 5 is the best effort since you won at Phoenix before the pandemic halted everything. Uh, you, you, you broke up. Oh, I, sorry, I, what I was saying to add on, to follow up, what Dustin said was that how valuable is getting that top three results especially since it's the best run you've had since before the pandemic halted the action yeah i mean it, it's super important um you know our sport goes in cycles it goes up you go down you go up you go down um and when you're down you gotta you gotta fight harder than ever trying to figure out where is it um you know the first place you look is always inward um before anywhere else and then you try to find your weaknesses and then start working on them um, you know, whether it's myself or within the team, um, all the way through. So, uh, I feel like we identified weaknesses, uh, you know, and, and we've been working on them to get them better. And, and like I said, the, the progress that we've made has been, uh, it feels really good. Um, you know, we're, like I said, we're not there. So it's, it's not, I don't feel like we're all the way back. We weren't the fastest car. The 12 was the fastest today. Um, but we're, we're in the ballpark now We're before we're running uh, down lap you know, in uh, 20th or so. So um, we're closer. We can pass cars. The front end works now. Uh, and we're starting to see some reward from that. Okay. Our next question is going to come from Jeff with Fox 4 Dallas. Jeff? Just so you know, we're going to be doing Hey, Joey. Jeff Kolb with Fox 4. I uh, wanted to just touch on the heat. There was so much talk about that during the race today. How brutal was that? And, and how do you prepare with hydration and training for that even going into the season? It was hot. I didn't notice. <laughs> I was fine. Um, obviously, it was a little toasty in there, but, um, you know, we hydrate best possible uh, before the race. We, we train for it um, as much as possible, uh, you know, um, you know, whether it's strength conditioning or uh, heat conditioning as well. Um, you know, a lot of time at the gym and 
uh, that's, that pays off in days like today. Um, you know, so obviously hydration is key, but uh, also uh, the way you train, I think, is, is a big deal. So um, I feel fresh, feel good. Um, you know, that's, that's a good sign. Um, your heart, heart rate was going at the end. Just trying to get everything I can get out of that thing. And you, know, you see the, the trophy sitting in front of you, but um, I was fine. I was good to go. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Dustin Long. Dustin, go ahead. Joey, you referenced uh, how the, the, each season has its own set of cycles, the ups and downs of various teams. And I'm curious from your perspective, with this unusual season, with teams being able to only be at shops at certain times and crew chiefs not always in the, in the, in the, in the shop, how, how are the cycles different this year? Is it taking longer to climb back or is it, is it happening quicker because nobody can sustain dominance except for maybe one or two teams? Yeah, it's harder to recover from when you're – when I said lost puppy, I mean, that's what we are. That's what we were um, because you don't have a chance to fix anything, right? You, you get done with the race and you go, well, this, this, and this, so we need to make better on the race car at least. And okay, well, we'll try this, this, and this next week, but it's a different track and we'll just go and race and have no practice. And who knows if we're going to make it better or worse, right? How do you find direction out of that? Uh, that's where practice was so important where you can go out there, you know, A, B, or run. You can make a run, you, you come in, make one change, go back out and say, was that better or worse? Now we're done with the race and we have things we want to fix, but let's go to a track that's nowhere near the same as that we just went to and, uh, and make some changes to our car and tell me if it's better or not. <laughs> you can't, you can't. I mean, you only can tell by just the overall finish, uh, you know, compared to the field. And, and that's what we kind of worked on and it seemed like there was some, some progress made. Is there anything with Kansas? Obviously, this place probably is not going to carry over as much, but does Kentucky in any way, or is, or is Kansas just another example come Thursday night of let's try something and we have no idea what's going to happen until the green flag drops? I mean, it's like that for everybody, right? I mean, the, the car builds you bring from to Texas to Kansas uh, are so different all the way through. Um, you know, you, you don't do anything the same. Um, the, the driving style, the setups, the body, I mean, everything that you – you look at and you say, okay, what do we want to bring um, is different than what you had here at Texas when it's hot out here. So um, it's just, <laughs> like I said, a little bit of practice would be really nice, but it is the same for everybody. Everyone has the same opportunity. You can't get mad about it. It, it is what it is. Uh, and it's proven to put on good races. You know, the races have been exciting and, um, you know, crazy things happening during the end of the races. Sometimes uh, teams are hitting it. Others are, are missing it by a mile. And, um, We've been on both sides of it. So, uh, it, like I said, it's, it's working. Um, I just, you know, the teams that aren't really fast like they're used to uh, have a harder time recovering for sure. Okay, we're going to take another question now from Randy Kovitz. Randy, go ahead. Randy, can you hear us? Randy. We'll go to Lee Spencer and then come back to Randy. Lee, go ahead. Thank you. To kind of follow up in the direction that, that Dustin was going, after listening to you on the radio and, and Brad on the radio, it just really sounds like, you know, the first half of the race is, is a glorified practice session where you're trying to get your car dialed in so you can do battle. About what point during the course of the race are you actually feeling comfortable with what you have to work with? You know, you saw a track position meant today. Um, so, you know, if you can hit it right off the bat and make small changes, it's a huge advantage. Um, so hard to pass these days. So, uh, especially when there's no fall off in the, in the tires that, you know, the opportunity, uh, to pass is, is tough. So, um, 
you know, when your car's not good, you got to come in and put four tires on. If your car's decent, you can come in and put two on or stay out or fuel only and, and, and do some different strategy plays to get up towards the front. So you got to have the right balance to get your car close enough unless you're just going to get eaten up on these uh, restarts. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know. So that's just the – like I said, it's the world we live in right now. It's tough for everybody. It's not just for race car drivers. It's tough for everybody in their jobs right now. It's always different. So it's a new normal. And, uh, and as long as we're positive and upbeat and uh, realize that there's an opportunity to make, to make uh, us better in the competition, uh, we'll, we'll keep working on it that way with that attitude. And, and with what you guys are learning, do you do your team meetings? And I mean team as in your teammates. Are you guys doing that by Zoom? And what's the normal week kind of looking like for you guys to prepare for a race? And, you know, what would kind of be that Monday meeting after um, you know, do you, are you guys on zoom again and then discussing, you know, what you learned throughout the course of the race? Thank you. Yeah, we're able to do, uh, that's a great question. We're able to do a lot over, uh, you know, video chats of, of whatever sort. Um, there, there's so many different ones now, but I got all the apps now on my computer, so I'm good to go. Uh, depending on what, what everyone chooses for that day or interviews, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's surprisingly okay. You know, I, I, I'm usually the person that wants to be in the garage from open to close. I want to be at the shop. I want to go through everything in person and really talk it out because I feel like face-to-face is, is the best way to communicate and work things out together. Um, and, and that is still the best. Don't get me wrong. I still want to get back to that. But the technology that we have today um, with being able to see each other, yeah, an Italian person like me, you got to use your hands to talk a little bit. So uh, the video chat really helps you from that department. <laughs> grazie, grazie. <laughs> okay, our next question. Um, Randy, can you hear us? Yes, can, can you hear me now? We have you. Go ahead with your Okay, great. Uh, yeah, Joey, just following up on the heat. Now you come to Kansas, which is pretty hot in July, too. Four nights later, just... What's the mentality for everyone driving, having these races so bunched up in the, in the heat of summer? And even though we'll be at night, it's still going to be pretty hot at 630. Uh, it'll be hot, but uh, you'll know, be cooler in today being the, the sun being down. So, um, you know, it, your body, obviously, I, I joked about it not being hot. Obviously, it's hot. But, uh, you know, it's, it's your body loses so much uh, hydration. Um, throughout it that you know between now and, and Kansas you're you're uh, you're just focused on so much on getting uh, electrolytes back in you and um, hydrating eating uh, correctly I mean so much so um, you know you, you can imagine you're strapped in one of these things for three and a half hours in a sauna and you're not just sitting there you know it's it's sauna temperatures but you're working uh, and, and there's a uh, also danger that, that keeps that intensity up and that focus in so um, you know it, it's it's not a this isn't an easy thing to do. You can't be out of shape and expect to be successful, uh, especially at the end of these races. You can you can make it through the first two thirds of the race, but at the end, when you got to be the freshest you, mentally, um, you know that's where uh, physically you need to be ready to go. So um, I look forward to this challenge. I, I look forward to um, being able to uh, put the hard work that I put in during the week to to use. So um, I, I like that part of of uh, racing and you know the heat of the summer in Texas during the day. Uh, it sounds a little crazy to be honest with you when you look at the temperatures and it's close to a hundred degrees and you're like, what are we, what are we doing? Um, but I also, uh, kind of like that opportunity to, to, um, maybe have a leg up. 
Okay, we're going to take one final question for Joey from Michael Leslie. Go ahead. Joey, apologies if this is uh, playing repeat on an earlier question. I'm not sure if you were asked this already. Um, I know having fans in some of these races is, is uh, starting to become more normal, but this was the first event in the state of Texas to have fans in attendance since COVID uh, kind of took over. Um, what, what's it like for you guys to look up and see fans in the grandstands? And, and what do you think about the policy of having fans, welcoming fans into these events? I love it. Um, you know what I'm surprised about? I can't believe because they, they separate everyone quite a bit, obviously, and, and the grandstands here at Texas, there's so many of them. I don't know the numbers of how many were here or, or and how many available seats there is, but it doesn't look full because they're so spread out. But the amount of noise they can still make is pretty cool. Uh, you know, Bristol is obviously a, a lot of energy in that little bowl, um, but even here as spread out as it is on a mile and a half, um, you know, you can hear the fans, they're yelling at you before the race across from the racetrack, and uh, it's neat to see that support and, uh, and what a, a true you know, NASCAR fan is when, you know, they come to, to the racetrack. Not only is the, it is a, the, the, I don't know if the word scare or concern, probably concern of COVID-19 is there, but also the heat. I mean, it's hot as you know what out here, and, uh, and they're still coming out to watch our race. So it just shows that how much people love what NASCAR racing is to them. And, uh, and I thank them for that. You know, they don't, like I always say, you don't have to root for the 22, uh, just root for NASCAR. And, and that means a lot to me. And, uh, and we've seen that throughout the, you know, last couple of weeks and, and especially here today, as hot as it was. All right, Joe, we appreciate you spending some time with us and um, we do wish you the best of luck um, later this week in Kansas. We'll talk then. All right. Thanks guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Next up, we're going to hear from second place finisher, Tyler Redrick. Here's what Tyler had to say. All right, Tyler, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Thank you for joining us. I know um, as excited as I'm sure you are for an RCR victory, I, I know it's probably a little disappointing to come up a little bit short, but just take us through those last few restarts and kind of what was going through your mind there as, as the laps, um, you know, ticked off. Well, uh, it's just one of those deals where it's risk versus reward. And, and for us, I'm racing against my teammate and, um, you know, as much as it's my responsibility to win for this Cat Oil and Gas Chevrolet, um, I don't want to take a win opportunity away from either RCR car. So just trying to race as hard as I can without getting the three in a position where he lifts, slides up, makes me lift, and uh, the cars behind us have an opportunity there to win that race. So I just tried to do it um, as best as I could, and I'm not going to lie, he just uh, he did a really good job in the restart zone of keeping me from getting into a rhythm, being able to, to work with the 18 of Kyle Busch behind me, who's, who is one of the best. And um, it just had me all jacked up, and Kyle couldn't really give me the pushes that, that he was wanting to give me for himself, but um, for me as well to, to get up there and clear the three or battle with the three so he could have an opportunity at it. So I uh, just got to continue to work on that. Um, you know, a lot of these restarts throughout the year, We've been uh, in, in mid-pack, and we haven't had that opportunity to, to play with that on the front row. And it's really hot and slick today, and it just came down to that launch, and that's something that I didn't do a great job of uh, there in those last couple of restarts. We're going to start with our first question from Jeff Gluck. Jeff, go ahead with your question. Tyler, you're really in the thick of this playoff race now. Um, does that change anything you've been doing? Like, do you have to be more conservative in a way going forward? Uh, how do you how do you approach these races um, as the, the home stretch comes here? Just further cements what I what I really um, really pressed to my team before the start of this race. We got nine races. We got 42 points to make up, and hopefully we can make up more than that. And 
seems like we already did that one race. Now it's about continuing to press and try and be in position to win these races, but not 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 go all in and um, you know take a top five day and, and crash out and lose all those points. So we got to keep being aggressive like we are to get up there with strategy call. Randall Burnett did a great job. Had a really fast car. Uh, we just made one bad adjustment on it, and it really hurt us. We lost a lap, and we were in uh, dire situations, two laps down at times. But between uh, catching the right brakes, getting our car back where it was uh, in the in the beginning of the race when I had good pace, was uh, what we need to get our what we needed to get our Caterpillar Oil and Gas Chevrolet back up there, um, and it allowed us to take uh, fuel only there at the end and really mix it up and put my teammate right next to me. So that, it was between us. Okay, we're gonna take our next question from Bob Pockers. Bob, go ahead. Yeah, what? Um... Do you feel that this was? Um, do you feel like this was a little bit of an upset for you guys going one two, or do you feel like your crawlers have been strong enough this year that you've, you know, that if you got yourself in position, you could do this? Well, it's it's been really difficult, Bob. I mean, um, the last two races I've drawn twenty fourth, and it makes it really hard to get that track position. Uh, the pit stall you get isn't the greatest, uh, so the odds are kind of stacked against you at the beginning of the day. And the guys that are in the top twelve in points have that better. Well, I guess they, they go off pit stall from the race before, but um, you get what I'm saying. They get the track position beginning, and that's uh, that's something that kind of helps them get the race going. And if your car's off a little bit or you make a small mistake, it can really upset the outcome of your race in general. So, yeah, I mean, we, we got up there and stole some track position at the end, but Austin and I had really good pace in our car when we had the track position. But but that is the name of the game at racetracks like this that are repaves, that have got a little, little bit of an age to them, but, um, you know, the tire fall-off isn't, isn't still quite there yet. And that's what makes track position king. And what do you think this can do for the organization? Thanks, Joey. Um, hopefully push it in the right direction. Um, we've been looking for validation for a long time. What's the right way to go? Uh, what are the right, um, you know, w w which direction do we need to take our cars and our team? And um, it's, been, it's been really hard to search and find that with how much the track position plays into the handling of your vehicle. Um, and today we saw the, the capability in both of these cars. Um, and once we got our Chevrolets in, in that better track position and clean air, it really showed it. So this is going to be a big confidence booster for myself, for Austin. Um, it's going to push all the guys back to the shop and men and women that work really hard there to, to give us really fast race cars um, from the upper management all the way down. Um, so it'll be a nice little uplift to take us into the to the next race Thursday at Kansas. A good, a good track for me. Okay, next question, Dustin Long. Go ahead with your question. Thanks. Uh, Tyler, uh, how challenging was it? Uh, you were the only guy with no tires there on the end. I know obviously Austin had two other guys had four. You obviously were able to hold them off. How challenging was that? Did that play any type of role in just kind of the difficulty in, in firing off and doing what you wanted on restarts? As my understanding, uh, the three had was on no tires like we were, um, but it's possible he took two. Uh, there's a lot going on there, but um, you know, it, it's possible it hurt the, the initial takeoff. Uh, Austin was able to really gained some ground on me there and really, you know, execute well there. So maybe that was some of it. I'm not going to make excuses and say it was. I got to do better. I got to uh, really focus on, you know, the, the things that, that could have, you know, potentially taken away from this race and what can we do to change them to hopefully keep it from happening in the future. But, um, you know, all in all, great, great day for our team. Also, I think unofficially at this point, you're about 14 points out of the uh, the, the final playoff spot. I know you're obviously, as you mentioned, you're 40, uh, 41 points or so going in. How significant is that uh, with what the number of races left at this point and, and going into a Kansas track you feel good about? Well, we're not where we need to be yet, but with eight races, um, you know, and 14 more points to get, you know, having Austin locked in, uh, I think it'd be a benefit to us. Uh, so 
yeah, we just got to keep doing the races, keep running races like this. You know, we're not going to get lucky every single day and every single outing that we have and have cars get caught up in messes that we stay out of. We have to continue to stay vigilant and keep our Caterpillar Oil and Gas Chevrolet out of those messes and uh, keep finishing these races. I mean, just name of the game. We were two laps down at one point and uh, we never gave up. We, we had some luck go our way. Um, we had some, some things falling right the right time and it got us back into the game okay we have one um time for one more question for tyler and we're going to go with jeff from fox 4 dallas jeff go ahead with your question hey tyler forgive me if you uh were asked about this already but can you talk about just how intense it was dealing with the heat today how hard it was and also just kind of what goes into hydrating and training for these kinds of situations uh it's just you know your preparation the week the week the week leading in um just taking the next thought, hey, maybe I should drink a, a little bit of water, especially if you're outside doing yard work or working on cars or whatever it might be that you do. Being outdoors can really, uh, you know, dehydrate your body, and it's important to keep that replenished uh, and keep that as high as you can going into race like these. Um, a little bit harder than I expected, but, you know, um, once you're in it, you're kind of stuck with what you got. You can bring some fluids, get some bags of ice. It can help, um, but you really have to stay on top of it going into the race. But a little bit harder than I expected, but... Uh, we caught some cautions at the right time and, and, and whatnot that kind of pulled it back down rather quickly. And I'd say the last 100 laps weren't too bad at all. Okay, Tyler, we appreciate your time. Um, and we wish you uh, the best of luck later this week in Kansas. Thank you all very much. All right, that was Tyler Redrick. The next up, we're going to hear from race-winning car owner Richard Childers. Here's what Richard had to say. So uh, That's okay. Is- we'll, make, we'll make it work. Well, first of all, congratulations. Um, how was that having to watch that from home? I wasn't at home. We have a command center at the race shop, and that's where I've been watching the races. That's where all of our engineers and everyone called the race from, and they actually made the call from the command center to do what they did to both cars. So uh, it was pretty cool to be in there and watch how everything works and how it works from the command center. I've been watching all the races there, and they probably won't let me come back to another race for a while now. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to roll straight into questions. Um, so thanks for joining us. We're going to take our first question from Jeff from Empire Sports. Jeff, go ahead with your question. Hi, Richard. Congratulations on the win today. Obviously, today might mean, might mean just a little more because Austin picks up his first win in 88 Cup Series races. How does that make you feel and how proud are you of the developments Austin has made from last year to this one? I mean, it's great. You know, the whole team, Chevy's did a great job giving us a really good car and having Tyler Reddick there to work with. He's got a teammate that he's really uh, working good with. And to see both those guys racing for the win, I knew they weren't going to – I was hoping they didn't wreck each other, but uh, it was it was pretty cool to see RCR in the front. Right? How crucial was it to reunite Justin uh, – not Justin, Austin with Justin Alexander, crew chief? Oh, it's great. You know, I've always believed strongly in Justin from day one, and uh, he believes in Austin, and, and Austin believes in him, and that's what you got to have. Uh, you look back at all the greats throughout the time. I look back at the Earnhardt years with the crew chiefs he had, uh, Chad and uh, Jimmy uh, Johnson, the different people, how they've worked together, and that's what Austin's needed was someone like this to work with. Our next question from Dustin Long. Dustin, go ahead with your question. Thank you. A couple things. Uh, Richard, uh, just first off, uh, this is the first one-two finish for your organization since 2011 uh, to get Austin back in, in victory lane. 
just what does this day mean for you? What does this day mean for the organization? Well, it means a tremendous amount, Dustin, because, you know, we, we've struggled and, and everyone knows that. But Chevy has really worked hard and put together a great car for us. And to be able to go out and be able to uh, win in a Chevy and be one, two today, uh, it, it meant a lot. And for RCR and ECR, uh, we've got so many partners that stuck with us through the whole thing. And to be able to have them uh, bring the win home and a second place finish for Cap, you know, it's just amazing. Also, just want to ask you is – have you even been to a race uh, since the season resumed? I'm assuming you probably were at the Charlotte races because of the you could have been in the, in the condo. Uh, I'm just curious if you're at Darlington or any place else since, or have you just been stuck at home or at the command center? What that's been like since you're one who usually is at the track most weekend. Yeah, I really, I really, really miss the people around the racetrack, the fans. That's my biggest miss, and and the racing. But yeah, it's uh, it's different. I've only been I went there. And seemed like it was one more that I went somewhere, but that was that was the big one was Charlotte. I was there for both of those races. What was That's that all. like? What was that like just to be there with nobody there? Uh, it was different. You know, it's it's really different, but it's great. The my phone has been blowing up. I've got over two hundred texts. My voicemail's full. That means a lot of po- folks are watching us. People I didn't even realize that were watching races. And it, to give them live entertainment and for NASCAR to be the first ring live entertainment back, it's great. And the fans are loving it. Okay. Our next question is going to come from Jordan Bianchi. Jordan, go ahead with your question. Richard, why do you think Austin is not maybe given the credit that he maybe otherwise deserves as a driver? You know, I don't know. You know, I think, uh, you know, you get in a three car behind Dale Earnhardt. And, you know, people as well, your granddaddy gives you this. But he had to earn it no different than Ty Dillon. They had to earn their right to drive these cars. And I told him that. I think maybe that made a little of it. And we haven't given him the cars that he needed. I'll never forget 98 when Dale Earnhardt came to me and said, I want to retire. He said, it's me. I said, no, it isn't, Dale. It's, we're not giving you the cars. And we haven't really gave him the cars that he needs until this year. And he and Tyler, Tyler Reddick, will win a race before the year. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Dustin Albino. Dustin, go ahead. Yeah, Richard, congrats on the win. Um, You just mentioned Tyler Reddick. How has he bettered the team this year, obviously coming into the series with a lot of hype with consecutive Xfinity titles? You know, I think just his attitude and what he brings, the pep he's got in his step, it follows through the whole thing. He and Austin have a really good relationship, and I think that helps Austin as well. Austin has someone now that Austin drives off of being competitive, and now he's got somebody that's going to push him, and, and both of them are going to do well for sure. Okay, our next question is going to come from Jerry Jordan. Jerry, go ahead. Hey, Richard. Uh, I just want to ask you your thoughts. Over, over the last 26 laps and, and multiple restarts, either Tyler or Austin had to hold off Joey Logano and Kyle Busch, um, you know, what was going through your head? And uh, at any point, were you like trying to, you know, give, give advice uh, uh, subconsciously to Austin uh, throughout that, those final laps? You know, it was, it was a nail biter for sure. You know, when we had that big lead there, when Austin jumped out there and got him a good lead, then the caution come out and said, wow, man, we didn't need that. Had to restart. 
did good. He had three restarts and was able to, to maintain and win the race. And Tyler was right there with him. That showed that, that both of them had cars that were capable to go. But for him to beat the best of the best today, uh, that shows for RCR is with both of our drivers. Okay, we'll take our next question from Stephen Conley with PRN. Stephen, go ahead. Uh, Richard, obviously the, this year without the, the practice due to the pandemic, do you feel that your teams have benefited maybe from a little bit less of that practice uh, with just everything being set up to shop, showing up to race, or, or do you guys feel that you need that back? No, I, I think actually I think the fans like it. I think if you look with the amount of technology that every team has today or the majority of the teams – the technology is right there for everyone to come out and run really good. We've missed it a time or two, but we've been able to adjust back in. Uh, and just like today, we're a little off at the start and came right back in and uh, we're able to uh, pull it off. And do you feel that with Austin's wins now puts him into the playoffs, uh, do you feel that this team is capable of making that deep run? You know, we sure plan on it. We've got a. We've talked about it and talked about it all year, and we think with everything that's going on, and this it depends on how the the stages and everything run. We feel that we can be right there for the win at the end of the day. Racing, we want to get you first. You got to get in. That was one goal. Next, you got to make it to the next round, and each time you got to make it to the round. And I think if we can get there to the final four, we may have a great chance. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Randy Kovitz. Randy, go ahead. Yeah, Richard, uh, I was going to bring that up too as far as it, it, it's been a while since you've gone that next round and you've made playoffs, but it's been quite since Ryan Newman, I guess, six years ago that, that uh, you've really been a contender. What's going to make this team a, a contender after all these years kind of watching Gibbs and Hendrick and everybody else? Yeah, I think this year – Chevy has gave us a lot better race car. We've got a lot better race car than we've had in the past. And I think that's going to be the difference this year and in the past. Okay, we're going to take um, one final question here from Bozzy. Bozzy, go ahead. Good afternoon, Mr. Childress. Um, you mentioned that you were in the command center for the final moments of the race, and you kind of mentioned technology in one of the earlier answers. Um, I know that you guys have shared how – uh, you're open, and Andy Petrie has been pretty forward-thinking going decades back with trying new stuff. Um, and I know you guys, based on recent documentaries and information shared, have used artificial intelligence from uh, places like Pit Row. Um, as a, an old-school racer, what has kind of been your view of that, and how has it helped your organization? You know, I, I got to go back to Eric Warren. Eric is a, a doctor. He's a very and not that Andy it and just had a lot to do with it, but we had this put in place. Eric wanted to put it in, and we've, we won the race with Ryan Newman uh, with it. And today, the pit row and all the technology called for both teams to do what we did there at the end, and it definitely paid off for us. Uh, pit row has been a great thing, and, and I really enjoy it. I can actually see a lot more right there than I can at the uh, – I can see a lot more right there than I can at the uh, racetrack, actually, and keep up with what every other car is doing. We can listen to every car. We know where they're at. We know their strategy. We know when they have to pit, how far they can go. So it's, it's Formula One-type uh, technology, and it's really working great. 
So uh, in addition to things like the new body, do you believe that you guys being early adopters of that has helped you in the last, you know, this year and the last couple of years to kind of get ahead? Was was that? Excuse me. Ask me that one more time. With you guys being early adopt, uh, with you guys being early adopters of that and the technology building up over time, uh, has that been something that has kind of helped you get ahead recently and have cars that are running up front compared to say like you know the last year versus this year? Yeah, I, I think it really helps us as far as knowing what our cars are doing and what some of our competition's doing. But I, I think the the key to it is. We've got a lot better car this year than we've had in the last several years. Not that the cars are that bad, but this car is closer to what the other manufacturers that we're racing is doing. That makes sense. And that, that was kind of the direction I was trying to go. I just got it mixed up a little bit. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. All right. That was race winning car owner Richard Childress. Now, next, we're going to hear from the winning crew chief. Here is Justin Alexander. All right. All right. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Awesome. I can hear you very clearly. So, if you don't mind, just maybe um, okay. start over so we can just start with clear audio. Just take us through those last few laps, what it was like from you from atop the box, and especially knowing that you were battling with your teammate as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very nerve-wracking, to say the least. We, uh, we kind of had a good lead there with uh, about 15 to go, and the caution came out, and, you know, every time a caution comes out, anything can happen, and especially battling with Tyler. He's so good. He's been good all day. Uh, he went to the back for a little bit, but came back up to the front. So um, those last couple of restarts, um, just nerve wracking, just anything can happen. And, um, you know, I, I, we believed in Austin and, you know, he did such a good job every, you know, the, the previous one. So just kind of hold your breath moment. And, um, but, you know, we got through, Austin did a heck of a job and uh, can't say enough about everyone on this team. Okay. We are going to start with Steven. Toronto with 24-7 Sports. Go ahead. Uh, Justin, first off, I, I want to uh, – <clears throat> sorry, I wasn't quite forget. Joey Logano uh, just a bit ago told us that the tire that was used today was uh, – he, he said that the tire wore, but the car never slowed down, and really the only things that affected it were uh, the heat and balance and certain other things like that. Uh, did you notice those characteristics throughout the day? And if so, how did that influence your strategy on the final pit stop? Yeah, I think he's absolutely right about that. We, uh, you know, if you watch lap times, we really never fell off any. We, we actually, sometimes it would even get a little faster toward the end of runs. So um, that definitely played into our strategy. And it, definitely what he said was, you know, really you're just fighting a, a, a tire. The tires did wear and um, left side wear was a little bit of an issue, but we um, so we had to we had to deal with that and and obviously balance and when you take lefts versus rights it, it changes the balance of the car so definitely we fought that all day along with everyone else and you know I think at the end it was more of a you know with, with, when we came down there to pit I, you know it made sense to me to take two um, or even none because really tires usually you would fire off slower on four tires so for us we had been firing off really good all day on two uh, so we took lefts and our car was a little bit tight at the time so lefts you know, freed us up, uh, which which definitely, you know, helped uh, the handling of the car and, and let Austin do what he needed to do. Okay. We're going to take our next question from Jordan Bianchi with The Athletic. Jordan, go ahead. Uh, Justin, I have two questions for you. One, would you consider today's win an upset? Uh, an upset? No. Um, I think we um, – I mean, it, it depends on what in, – in what, in what vague, you know, what terms you're talking about an upset, you know. The last time we were in victory lane with Austin was in uh, 2018. So it's been a while since we've been in victory lane. And 
you know, I think some people don't give Austin enough credit. Um, they don't think, you know, he may not be good enough to win races. Uh, they don't give this team enough credit. So from that perspective, I do think we're a little bit of an underdog to some of these other teams and these bigger teams. Um, so in that respect, I would say that, um, that, yeah, I mean, maybe it is a little bit upset, but, you know, we didn't back into this win. Um, we, we didn't we didn't fluke in. It wasn't a fuel mileage deal. We, we went up there, we drove up to the front, we raced them at the end. So um, the car had, you know, every bit of speed we needed to win this race. And our cars have been, have had a lot of speed all year. You know, it just really is just about execution. And we kind of, you know, we did put it all together today. And the follow-up question is, did, did the fact that you guys need kind of needed a win to get in the playoffs or it looked like you guys might need to win to get in the playoffs, did that affect your strategy calls at the end of the race? Uh, no. I, I would have made those calls uh, regardless of what, what we, whatever we needed. Like I said, four tires for us actually fired off slower uh, than two tires. So for, for me, it was a no-brainer. Two tires, two left-side tires freed our car up, which is what we needed at the time. Uh, so to me, it was, a, it, was a, it was a really easy call. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Dustin Long. Dustin, go ahead with your question. Thanks, Justin. Uh, I'm curious, uh, how, how often have you been in the shop or have you been able to get in the shop at all during this period? And also, uh, you know, Joey Logano was mentioned, he thought it was, it was more challenging when you're, you're down because you don't have all this time at the shop to, to massage on the cars. You don't have the practice time. I'm curious how you've seen, you know, and how you've handled this in the sense of if you're off or if you've got something, how you've maintained that or how you build upon that in, in these crazy times. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly different uh, times we live in today and, 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 and that changes what we do. And, we do get to the shops, um, our road crews, we do go in at nights uh, after everyone's gone. Uh, the place is uh, cleaned and, and we go in for a few hours, um, a couple times a week. And so I do get to look at the cars, massage on the cars and, and kind of get them, you know, kind of final them. Uh, the guys at the shop do a wonderful job of, of prepping the cars um, for the most part. And we just kind of go in there and fine tune on them. So it's been different. It's, I, I think it's been good for us, this schedule, uh, not having practice. Uh, you know, I don't mind it at all. I think we've been uh, we've we've unloaded fairly well most races, and the races we haven't, we've been able to just adjust and get the car where we needed it. So, with all the tools we have and all the resources we have at RCR, you know, I, I do feel like uh, this this um, the way we're running right now does does benefit us a little bit. And you mentioned obviously you guys were slower with four tires than two tires. I mean, was it something that it, is, it, was, it just became evident from the start or early in the first stage that you kind of figured like, hey, we get in position later in the race, we're definitely going to. How, how, does, how do you go through the learning process as a crew chief in a race when you don't have all the practice notes to kind of go over a weekend? Well, I think we use, we use history. Uh, you know, we look at what happened here last fall uh, and some of the things that happened. And, and it was kind of similar last fall here, even with a, a little bit different tire. Um, definitely it, just for us I mean we, when we would put four on we put four on a handful of times today and it took a while it took 20 laps for the car to come in for us and it may not have been like that for everyone but definitely our uh, our car um, we did do two multiple times today so we knew how it was going to fire off we knew what the handling was going to be with it so it was just um, you know for us it was just a it was kind of a no-brainer okay we're going to take our next question from Bob Pockers Bob go ahead yeah, Justin, when you made that call, did you think you'd be able to survive three or four restarts? Or were you thinking, man, if there's two or three restarts, we're, we're going to be toast? <laughs> well, you never know, Bob. It's, um, you know, I really didn't know. I really thought more guys would do two. I was surprised that only uh, one other guy did two. And, and I think Tyler did fuel only. So, and the rest did four. So I was honestly expecting not to be in, on the front row for that first restart. Um, I was shocked when I saw other guys doing what they did. And, um, 
you know, but, you know, sometimes four tires works for other guys more better than two. So, you know, those guys made those calls, uh, which was best for their cars. But definitely it's tough to survive one restart, yet let alone three. Um, and Austin did a fantastic job getting out, getting going through the gears good and, and, and clearing the guys through one. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Jim Utter. Jim, go ahead. Well, it's Justin. Um, when this aero package debuted, you guys had speed from the get-go, but you had difficulty translating it on, in, uh, to race day. When this season started, you seemed to have made a lot of progress in that area. And I was just wondering uh, if you felt that the break and the protocols since had impeded your progress at all, um, or do you think you could have even been better at this point? Um. That's hard to say. Uh, you know, it, it's it's um, definitely the new body this year has, has really helped us out. And, I, you know, I can't say that the break in the protocol has helped or hurt us, really. I mean, you know, some teams, every team's kind of working uh, a little bit differently. And, and some guys are, you know, everyone's everyone's trying to make their cars better. And um, it, we definitely took off uh, really well to start. And uh, we've, we've, really, we've really been fast a lot of weeks, honestly. We haven't had finishes to show for it. We've had some incidents that have happened and, and some other things, but um, I really feel like we've had all the speed we need in these race cars since, since um, you know, Daytona this year. And uh, I really don't think we've gotten any worse relative to the competition, to be honest. Um, we just kind of put it all together today. And uh, Austin is guy who kind of always is looking to – wants to prove himself. Uh, how much do you think this win will help just his overall confidence and his momentum? He talked about – not liking the fact that he wasn't in the all-star race and uh just his what he'll take from this personally do you think oh i think it i think it's a huge boost of confidence uh to anybody not not only the driver but to this team everyone in this organization um it just shows you're capable of winning and you have what it takes to win you know versus all these other uh teams that uh and um but, but definitely, especially, you know, there's all those restarts and, and knowing we have speed in the race cars, uh, it certainly just gives you that, you know, especially Austin. Um, it's going to give him a lot of confidence going forward. And, uh, you know, now that we're, we're not too far away from the chase, it's, you know, it's not bad to be on a kind of a, a little bit up, upward momentum streak right now. So um, it's good. It's good for the whole team. It takes a little pressure off of us trying to race our way in on points. And, and sometimes that can get you a little stirred up. But uh, so now we can go out and just kind of, you know, uh, Focus on uh, what we got to do to improve our team, improve the execution throughout the weekend, and uh, be ready for the chase. Okay, we're going to take a question from Bozzy. Bozzy, go ahead. Hi, Justin. Um, RCR has been fairly forward-thinking as far as embracing technology. And uh, one recent example is uh, the uh, Robert Downey Jr. documentary about artificial intelligence and uh, the Pit Row product you guys used from Row AI. Yep. Um, and I know that... Um, Andy Petrie has always kind of been forward thinking, trying out new things, and you guys have kind of embraced that, at least what we're sharing in the documentary. And uh, the example in that video was a race at Richmond where Pit Row was uh, recommending certain strategies, and it looked like uh, the team followed a couple of things but kind of diverged from the strategy at the end. Um, compared to that example today and just in general this year, uh, how are you interacting with these products, uh, your strategy, how does it work with that row and just uh, as far as artificial intelligence in general how does that help you and what have you learned from it um yeah we it's it's uh it's a tool that we definitely use every race day uh we actually use it throughout the week and in, in some instances 
Uh, but certainly on race days, it's, uh, you know, anytime um, and technology is, is, is really uh, kind of gone crazy um, in the last few years. And the things that we can do now and, and prediction, prediction models and you know, a lot of this stuff is statistics and uh, statistics based. So I uh, can't thank, you know, Pit Row and, and their product enough. Uh, certainly we use it, uh, like I said, on a, on a weekly basis. Um, it does help us. It helps me, uh, helps me call races. Uh, and um, certainly uh, we definitely used it today. All right, Justin, that appears to be all the questions we have for you this time. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. And to wrap up today's SmackCast, we're going to hear from race winner Austin Dillon. Here's what Austin had to say. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Richard, uh, can you hear Austin? Yeah, I hear him. I, he was at, When I seen him a while ago, he was in the uh, uh, getting some IV. He was a little drained. I don't know if it's well, emotional good. or what. <laughs> <laughs> good. You saved me with a cowboy hat, buddy. <laughs> good looking cowboy hat this one's a lot better than the other ones i've had because it, it's from victory lane <laughs> all right rc we appreciate your time we're gonna let you go and we're going to um now um roll into our post-race press conference with our race winner austin Dillon. austin thanks for um joining us after a quick visit to um the care center um just take us through those final laps and kind of what in your mind, obviously, not only a win, but but a playoff spot as well, and, and kind of how you approach those final laps. Well, you know, I just had to have confidence in uh, that we, the moment, the car, um, you know, we had a car that had potential. It just, it didn't really run well um, in traffic. We had, Justin and I both talked and seen what kind of happened at Kentucky with Cole and like the way that they had ran it, it was really beneficial at the end of the race to have a car uh, set up. It doesn't really race great, but if you can get the track position at some point, you can you can be fast. And that's uh, you saw when we got out front, we had a, a hot rod. And uh, I got to thank all of our partners: Bass Pro Shops, American Ethanol, Dow, Coca Cola, everybody that makes this uh, possible. But you know, the the call was the win. I mean, the call that Justin made. I asked him for something. Our car was fading, and I thought Tyler. Um, his car was a little better coming down the stretch and he had kind of caught me, but we had track position on him. And, um, I said, man, I gotta have something to, to finish this race off. And he said, all right, we're taking lefts and lefts had kind of freed my car up all day. I was tight. And when we put the lefts on, it was the call that we needed to, to go on and win the race. And then it came down to just some restarts, not screwing up and, um, making it happen when it counted on those restarts, getting through the gears timing them, changing up. I had some good pushes. My buddy, Kurt Bush, he gave me a good shove that first one. And then Joey Logano was a lot of help also down the stretch. Okay. We are going to go straight into questions. And our first question that we are going to take, we'll start with Bob Pockers. Bob, go ahead with your question for Austin. Yeah. First, Austin, did you just need some fluids and how are you doing? Yep. I got a couple IVs in me feeling great. Um, I felt great once I kind of got in the air condition, I was wanting to come back out because sinks you in the race and you're falling out so but i gave it all i left it all out there at least i can say that and left it all on the track and um yeah i feel great the infill care center did a great job taking care of myself uh and, and kurt bush was in there too and kurt's okay and we're actually flying back together so it uh it worked out okay and did you think that you'd be able to survive that number of restarts uh with the with uh with the people having fresher tires behind you um, yeah, you know, I didn't think tires were 
a bit as big of an advantage at least my car every time we put on four we really struggled we were just better on two and i felt like i could keep up keep up with the competition better on two um the restarts as far as that went i knew if i had a good push i could kind of dictate uh when everything happened and i had good pushers with kurt and joey like i said and then the last one i timed it perfect and kind of just switched it up where i was in the in the restart box when i went and it gave me a gap to kind of put dirty air on everything behind me Okay, our next question we're going to take from Dustin Albino. Dustin, go ahead with your question. Yeah, Austin, congrats on the win. Um, obviously, you've won two pretty big races in the past with the 600 and the Daytona 500, but that's a super speedway and fuel mileage. So does this one mean any more because you had three late restarts to, to earn it? Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> we took it from them. That feels good. You know, I mean, um, you, you, I've said it to my grandfather. I said, man, yeah, the two races we won were – fuel mileage and one was uh the daytona 500 it played out either way we, we had to make it happen and um so they're both big wins in my career but this one once again we had to make it happen multiple times and uh on on older tires so that was pretty cool and um it feels great okay we're going to take our next question from jordan bianchi jordan go ahead with your question austin why do you think you don't maybe get the credit you deserve from fans and do you think you deserve more credit from fans um I don't know. I, it's okay, man. Sports are sports. You got to have uh, someone you don't like. And uh, maybe it's just my background and where I come from, but I got a lot of people that love me too. So it doesn't bother me at, at all, really. Um, they can either get on the bandwagon and love me or it's okay. It's part of sports. You know what I mean? Haters going to hate sometimes, but we'll be all right. Okay. Our next question we'll take from Adam Finwick. Adam, go ahead. Hey, Austin. Um, we heard from your crew chief a little bit ago about the late race call to take two tires. Um, and he was very surprised that you guys were really the only ones, with the exception of one or two others, to take two tires. Yeah. Were you were you just as surprised to find yourself at the front of the field? Did you expect the guys in front of you entering pit road to come out with two tires as well? Yeah, I was um, pleasantly surprised. You know, I mean, it's a good thing when you see no one in front of you. But I saw my teammate and I knew he was on fuel only strategy. And he had a good car there late, like I said, but I felt like our left sides were going to give us the edge on him and was able to make it stick on the bottom. And that's what kind of pulled it off for us. So, uh, yeah, what a call by Justin. I mean, he, he, he's done a great job all year of putting us in good positions when it comes to track position. And all three of my cup wins are with Justin. Um, love the guy. I can't thank him enough for everything he's done for me and my family. And He's been putting great products out there, and he deals with me. I'm not the easiest individual in the world to deal with. I can get cranky from time to time, but that's just because I'm passionate and I'm a grinder. I want to. I feel like I can go out there and compete week in and week out with these guys. And um, you know, this was a huge win for our company, RCR, ECR, everybody that that supports us. Uh, it, it was really cool. It was nice to also have the ball in my court. You know what I mean? To dictate the end of the race. Okay, we're going to continue with questions. Um, Dustin Long, go ahead with your questions. Thank you. Uh, a couple questions. Austin, obviously nobody can take away that you've won a couple of major races. That's something a lot of people would love to, to be able to do. But when you, you reference, you know, being able to talk, talking to your grandfather about having not in one sense earned it in maybe the traditional sense, um, how much does that weigh on a driver? I mean, we always hear you guys talk about you're going to win some that maybe you shouldn't, you're going to lose some that maybe you should. But is that something even for somebody who's got a Daytona 500 a win and a Coke 600 win that there were questions or things that kind of gnawed at you a little bit because of, of, of what those races were? Well, you stay patient and you, you, you have faith. I have faith and 
they can really take you a long way. And then I'm not saying there wasn't a lot of up and downs during that time period. And you go through peaks and valleys and you have to be able to have a good support system. My wife, my family have always believed in me and I couldn't get here without that. You know what I mean? If I didn't have the support system I have from the friends to the family, um, I would definitely have let it weigh on me. I mean, I don't know how many races it's been in between. I think somebody said it earlier. It was a pretty big number from Daytona to now. And uh, you just stay diligent. I put a lot of work in um, during the pandemic to get in good shape. It didn't look like I was after the race, but I feel like I just, I've been working my tail off in the car. So I left it all out there. And, um, but you know, all the work, all the effort and the, just the continued thoughts, you know, I, I, you got to think positive and, and know that it's going to turn around and come your way. I know I can do this. I've done it in the Xfinity series, done it in the truck series, one outright in those multiple times. And, and it's the same guys. It's just a, it's more of them. Um, so those other wins feel just as good as this one, but, uh, there's definitely a little edge to this one. I think it, it feels good. Also, you, you talked about how you nailed it on that last restart. And I'm curious, you haven't led much this season. You haven't had the opportunity to be on a restart. There's no practice. There's, I mean, this is such a bizarre year. So you're not getting track time. So how does somebody who, you know, I don't know, maybe it's been months since the last time you led a, a restart in a race. How does somebody hit it? Uh, and, and not spin the tires, although I think maybe was that the next to last restart where you kind of had an issue there? Can you kinda talk me through that and how somebody yeah. like that able to hit it on the last one when they haven't had experience as much experience as others? Well, it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, I've been in that situation before and just got to I've had I've given I've been given a lot of shit, actually, from all my friends about restarts and how I restart for a long time. And I don't ever want to let them down. And I had some dang good race restarts at Kentucky from like eight. And um, I've always told him, I said, man, give me something I can drive and I, I, I can restart. And I've definitely made mistakes throughout the past, but I feel like in the right situations, I make it happen. And um, that was one of those situations where I had to, I had to clutch it. You know what I mean? I had to make it work. And um, I chose the bottom all three times. My spotter and Justin uh, wanted it the second time. I didn't feel real great about it the second time. And, it showed because I was a little late and it, and it kind of backed everything up, but Joey gave me a good push to get me going, which helped. And, um, that last one, I was thinking top, top, the whole last lap and coming to the green, I said, you know what, I, I want, I, I'm going to dictate this race from wherever I start. I, I chose the bottom. I, I thought our car was turning better than what Reddick was at that point. And, um, so I chose that bottom and, uh, just changed up. I made a different move than what I had been making on the restart. And I think it kind of threw a curveball at the guys and, that's what gave me that little bit of jump that I needed to be able to put dirty air on their nose going into turn one. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Jim Utter. Jim, go ahead. That's awesome. Hey, how Jim. are you a different driver, and how is RCR a different team going into the playoffs this year? As much as I hate to say it, I've, I've got a lot of experience now in the Cup Series, and um, for a long time I was looked at as kind of a younger, young gun, and I still feel young. I mean – the biggest thing is I've had to step up in the role that I'm in because you bring Tyler in who's absolutely crushed it from the Xfinity series with two championships and really, I think, brought a, something to push me. Uh, and I think that's something that everybody needs is competition. And I, I can't thank him enough for all the competition he's brought to our company. And um, you got to have that, man. I, when I first came in the Cup Series, I thought I was going to have Kevin Harvick as, our, as my teammate to learn from. And he left. And me and Newman started our deal out. And Newman was really great for a long time. And um, it, it's Daniel's unlucky last year. We just 
we didn't have what we needed last year, I felt like, and then Reddick was on fire. So bringing him in and it really um, kind of changed the dynamic this year as far as the competition goes. And uh, got to hand it to my grandfather. He's made some great calls on putting the people in the right places. Um, even though I've argued with him multiple times on it, I, I got to give it to him. He, he does a good job. That's why he's, he's the legend that he is. And uh, I believe today was the first time since 2011 that RCR had finished first and second in a cup race. Uh, given everything that's taken place this season, how much do you think that will mean to the people back in Welcome? Oh, it's huge. You know, we run a family organization back home and at RCR, and uh, it's so awesome when you cross those uh, railroad tracks. There's a sign when you come in there, and I can't wait to get home because I know it's going to say on that sign that RCR goes 1-2 and the three-team brings home the victory at Texas. So. That's my favorite thing to do is bring home all the hardworking employees that have believed in me. And um, those are the people that matter the most to me. Our fans are huge, but also our employees that, that dig in and build these great race cars for us. Okay, we're going to continue with questions. Before we do so, Austin, we did want to let you know that your car did um, pass tech, so congratulations. You are officially the race winner, and we are going to take our next question from Jeff Gluck. Jeff, go ahead. Austin, uh, you're up, you're in the playoffs now, and Tyler's, I think, 14 points out. So what does he have to do over these next eight races um, to, get, to get his way in? Obviously, you know, he's, he's against some, some pretty big names there. Well, I think, you know, I've already seen a lot more maturity this year out of Tyler than I fi figured was going to be there, truthfully. As aggressive as he was in the Xfinity Series, I didn't know how he would fare throughout these long races, but he's taking care of his equipment, and that's a big part of it. I feel like if he takes care of his equipment, he's obviously got enough talent and the cars to do it. Um, you know, it's hard starting in that 16, that group from 13 to 24 to get the stage points. That's the hardest part that him and Randall are going to have to focus on moving forward is, is getting track position at some of these places to giving them, giving them opportunity. But literally he can win anywhere, anywhere he goes, you know, he's got that, um, that talent in him. So I wouldn't be surprised next week at Kansas if, if both of us have another shot, uh, with what we're bringing to the track and we just gotta we gotta do a really good job like we did today is, is putting ourselves in situations where we are leading the race and and we can take that opportunity to the next level and uh, I have no doubt that Tyler's gonna be a winner in the in the NASCAR Cup Series. Okay we're gonna take our next question from Jerry Jordan. Jerry go ahead. Hey Austin uh, congrats on the win. I wanted to ask you we've heard from a lot of drivers uh, through the years that you know it's been a while since they won they start hearing things phantom vibrations stuff like that was anything going through your head on those, those final laps there and on those restarts when you had those guys behind you? One thing going through my head was that damn car was really hot. <laughs> uh, with uh, the last second to last restart, uh, when that caution came out, I kind of had gotten tight into three. I don't know if it was just because I was giving it all I had there at the end. And that caution came out, and I'm sure a lot of people were like, I hope it goes green right there. But I think it was good for us because it cooled our tires back down and allowed me to fire it back in there those last that green white checkered but no I didn't I didn't have any of those phantom vibrations and uh, that was a good thing because you definitely start questioning I mean the questioning thing is like you don't want to give it away by changing the choosing the wrong lane that was my biggest thing is don't choose the wrong lane inside or outside and then at the end it was like man either way you just gotta you gotta make the move on your own uh, you dictate the start because you're the leader so it didn't matter top or bottom. I knew what I had to do, and I uh, was able to make it happen. And uh, they showed Whitney on TV. Uh, have you talked to her, and uh, what was her reaction uh, when, you, when you called her? 
I FaceTimed her and um, she was holding Ace and um, my mother-in-law was there. It was just elation, you know, they're super happy, super pumped, can't wait to get home and you know, praise the Lord, it, it meant a lot to our whole family. Okay, we're gonna take our next question um, from Stephen Conley at PRN. Stephen, go ahead. Congratulations, Austin. Obviously a short week this week, getting ready to head to Kansas. Uh, you you kind of mentioned this a little bit, um, but since 2016, your results haven't been what you would expect at Kansas. Can you talk about coming off of this win, the momentum, and going into that race? Yeah, it's another mile and a half. You know, our cars have competed well in mile and a half. And, uh, you know, Tyler had a pretty good run. It was his first cup start there last year. And uh, Justin was crew chief in him. So we have some data from that that run. And we weren't bad in that race. We just kind of gave it away in, in certain areas. We're, we're, not, we're executing much better this year than what we were last year. And execution's a big part of it. I've, I've studied some of the guys like Brad Kozlowski, who don't always have the best car, but make um, make it happen when it counts. They, they they constantly are battling for track position, even if they don't have the best car. So we're trying to do more of that and, and put ourselves in, in more situations, like you said, putting yourself up front so you're comfortable running up there and, and kind of make your own race at the end. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Mike Leslie. Mike, go ahead. Austin, I know you guys have had a couple of opportunities to race in front of fans in recent weeks, but this was the first event in the state of Texas to have fans in attendance for you at the end of the race. I know you kind of, you had your burnout there right at the, the start finish line with fans right there cheering you out. What was that moment like for you to be able to actually interact with fans in front of you, which has not necessarily always been the case over the course of the last couple of months. Felt really good. I think it would have been awkward without them. And that's why I parked it right in front of them and let them smell that smoke, the burnt rock, rubber, everything I did was for those fans. And, um, I think they loved it. I also gave the flag away to a little kid. He had a Kyle Busch shirt on. I told him he's got to get a new shirt, but um, hopefully I transferred him over. Okay, we're going to take our next question from Aaron Burden. Aaron, go ahead. Hey, Austin, congratulations. Uh, first of all, you know, the first, really this whole stretch up until the last two weeks, it was guys top eight, nine in points winning races. Now we've seen back-to-back -back wins from you and Cole Custer from deeper in the field. Is that something you think is just fortuitous timing between you two, or is that something we could see more of as the playoffs drawing here? Well, I mean, you saw Tyler up there with me at the end, and there's another guy in that area of points. And I think it, you know, there's a lot of disadvantages when it comes to the stages and the point side of it, but it also puts you in an advantage to, to take chances um, when it counts. And that's what we did, and it worked out for us. So you got to be aggressive in this sport to, to win races. And I've, I've kind of noticed that a lot of the, the great guys that are doing it. So we're aggressive with our call and we maintained our position and, and won the race. And your teammates obviously been one of the sources of inspiration this year for a lot of people, really strong rookie year. Uh, looking to how he's compared to previous rookies in the series in the last few years, where do you see his future in the sport? Well, I, I just think he's super talented. I think he's going to be great for RCR for a long time. And, um, you know, he's only going to get better, I feel like. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of potential, and he shows it uh, week in and week out. Uh, he's not afraid to change lanes and definitely pushes me and, and uh, shows me some things from time to time. And I think I, I can show him uh, every now and then a, a couple things. Okay, we have time for one final question for Austin, and we're going to go with Jeff from Empire Sports. Jeff, go ahead. Hi, Austin. Congratulations on the win. When your competition or former competition on the cusp of the playoff picture and Jimmy Johnson and William Byron had some issues today, did that change the way you and the number three team changed things up a little bit? Well, you know, we didn't start off real great. Truthfully, our first run, we were pretty bad off, and we made some adjustments and just kind of stuck with it, never felt like we were out. 
you know, we've had this saying on our car all year. It's called Fido. It's like, forget it drive and drive on. And, um, it's, it's been a, it's been good for us. Even when we're struggling, it's Fido, like start over. And it was a military guy that came and spoke to our company at the beginning of the year. And I just kind of took that and, and used it. And, um, even when we're struggling, uh, we, we kind of never out of the fight. And, um, that was big today because I think with like 60 to go, I needed that saying Fido. Cause I came to the radio. I said, we're just not good. You know, I mean, we had the track position, but we couldn't hold it. And then he gave me even better track positioning. And then it was like, all right, I got to make it happen. Just do what it takes. All right, Austin, we appreciate you joining us, especially knowing um, after you made a trip to the care center. So thanks again. And uh, we wish you the best of luck later this week in Kansas. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. And there you go. That was Austin Dillon, driver of the number three RCR Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. Now, a couple other notes about this race. There were 10 caution flags for 45 laps, and there were 29 lead changes among 12 different drivers. Ryan Blaney was the winner of both stages. Now, to see the full results of this race, be sure and check out my website at racedaysa.com. That's Race Day San Antonio, where I have all the news, notes, and stories on this race, along with a photo gallery of all the great shots the photographers took of the event on Sunday at Texas Motor Speedway. Now, once again, the Cup Series returns to action on Thursday at Kansas Speedway. That race will be held at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. You can also hear it on MRN and Sirius XM NASCAR Satellite Radio. And that about does it for today's SmackCast. I appreciate you sticking with us and listening today. Hope you enjoyed it. Don Hall and I will be back later in the week for another edition of TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don't forget to check out my website at RacedaySA.com. Hope you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to TrackSmack SmackCast. Check out more at TrackSmackRadio.com.